You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast. This is When Christians Speak Talk Radio. I'm your host, Reverend Ray, today. Today's broadcast, of course, is Friday Night Joy. We do this every Friday, amen, um, at 7 o'clock. We want to welcome you and um, um, welcome to the broadcast for those that are in different parts of the country and, of course, in, di- in different continents. And we want to welcome you also if you listen um, through this, through the different media, YouTube, um, Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, uh, Blog Talk Radio, uh, tune in and um, so forth, so many others. And maybe we want to welcome you to the broadcast. Uh, before we get started, we want to go ahead and do a couple of house cleaning things, let you know what we got that's upcoming. Amen. I want to remind you that uh, His Abounding Grace and Mr. Vanessa Williams is every Tuesday, amen, at 7 p.m. Amen. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Um, declaring the Pretty Frick with Reverend Pat Randall is thir- every Thursday at 12 noon. Amen. Every Thursday at 12 noon, we thank God for Reverend Pat Randall. Amen. Uh, what we got next? I wanted to see if we got anything special. See anything. Amen. Um, of course, I do Friday Night Joy, which is tonight. Amen. You know, sometimes on Fridays, I have a guest to come on. Amen. At 7 p.m. Amen. Uh, Bread of Life, which is on Sundays, is at 7 p.m. It's the first and the fourth Sunday only because we got other shows that come on the other two Sundays, amen? I'm going to tell you those about those in a minute. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m., amen? Uh, monthly broadcast of Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful, Reverend Novita Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m., Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month, amen, at 7 p.m. Um, marriage Takeover, the Body of One, with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. It's every third Sunday at 7 p.m., amen. Uh, real Life, our Real Life, our Three, Real Men, Real Talk with Myself, Ray Rose, Austin Green, Cleopatra Malone, Tyrone Rose, and Antonio Mitchell every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, so it should be this day, but I'm not sure. So we might end up doing something a little different, amen, but it's at 7 p.m. Of course, don't forget about Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call. Please call in and listen to this to it, amen. It's 641-715-3580. SS code is 732-499. Amen and amen. I want to encourage you to go and check out our website. Uh, we got a lot of info. I just talked to the young man from GoDaddy today. It's a lot of pages that we have on that website. Amen. A lot of information, a lot of previous broadcasts, a lot of information about the, the different hosts and the different things that we join. So we just encourage you to go and check it out. We uh, do receive 
love your donations or sowing a seed into the ministry, amen, um, you can do so by going to winchristmaspeak.com and clicking on the Donate Now button. We'd appreciate it, everything that you do, all monies and all funds goes to the building and the keeping up of the web, website and try and want to improve that. Amen. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and have a word in prayer on this Friday night, Joy. We're going to continue with the Jonah series. This is part three. Amen. And we can be um, talking about chapter three. Amen. Father God, we come today first to say thank you for your many, many blessings, your grace and your mercy and the things that you're doing in our life. We come, God, honoring you, Lord, and presenting ourselves to you, God, and say that you pray that you will come and have your way in our life, God. Come and break down every idol, cast out any foe, anything that's not like you, Lord Jesus. Allow me, God, to speak the words and the mysteries of the gospel of Jesus Christ with no hindrance, God, in the thoughts and words and things that I've done that was not contrary to you, where God, I, threw, I present myself at the altar of you, Lord Jesus, at the feet of you, Jesus, at the cross. Now, Holy Spirit, we pray that this broadcast will be a blessing to those that are listening. God, they will wake us up. They realize the power of prayer, the power of being obedient to your will. God, help us to stay focused and not distracted in this world that we live in. We believe you. We trust you. We love you. We need you. We do pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Real quick, there are some things that we're trying to work on. Hopefully, we will take place of this before the years out, a um, couple of new broadcasts um, that we're trying to work out the details, just everything is sort of, you know, how you, sometimes things get cr- sort of crazy and busy. Well, that's what it is right now, but we're going to work those things out. Amen. Um, what I want to talk with us, we've been talking about Jonah and um, how he was disobedient and the fact that he went back. Um, he went in the opposite direction where God told him to go. God told him to go and to warn the people of the of the Assyrians, and he decided he didn't want to do that. And um, so we started, you know, usually with the with the Old Testament and the New. I mean, I, I look at what was going on then, what how does what was going on then, and how does it affect me? Or, or you should look at this. How does it affect? What does what does it say to me as a believer? You know, because I know that sometimes we don't want to do something God told us to do, you know, and it can be various reasons, you know, so maybe we have art or don't like that particular person we spoke, but in most cases, I believe it's probably out of not really knowing or hearing the God's voice and also uh, uh, out of fear. I know there were times that I didn't particularly feel comfortable or not um, feel comfortable about doing something because there was a, a fear factor, whether the fear factor was standing in front of people to talk or uncomfortable uh, of being obedient and speaking what God has given me and stuff like that. And, and I think that that's probably true for a lot of people. There's always that, you know, especially if you're new in the Lord, there's probably that, that, that reserve this because um, the seriousness of what it is, what we do as far as preaching the gospel, but not only preaching the gospel from a pulpit, amen, but also being sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, because the thing is that if we have been born again, we should want everybody we know to know about this Jesus Christ, everybody we come in contact with to know about this Jesus Christ. But a lot of times we don't want to be put in the, um, on a stage or a forefront above others, and that makes it a little, little bit uncomfortable, you know. But the thing that we got to realize is that God is co- calling us to go 
to uncomfortable places for the kingdom, you know. This is all for the kingdom. You know, it's not for us. It's not about our ego. It's not about all that kind of stuff. So it's all for us. So here's Jonah in a in a in a situation that, uh, like I said before, they that they, the people never never or the Assyrians were were considered to be his enemy. Without going back up too too far back from chapter one and and chapter two, but he had made up his mind that he didn't want to do it. He and he was gonna. Try to get out of the presence of God. So he is, and then in chapter two, we talked about him being in the belly, and uh, you know he began to pray um, for real, for real. <laughs> you know when you get in the belly of a beast, or when you get to the belly of trials and tribulation and stuff like that, whether it's your fault or whether is God is just quickening you or teaching you or, or whether he's um, in the process of about to do something great and wonderful in your life. You pray for real. You have a tendency to 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 not be holding that down. You don't be doing those one or two second prayer. You be deep in prayer. You know, you be you be so deep in prayer. You be on all fours. You be laying prostrate before God. And I can see Jonah in the, Jonah in the belly of the well, you know, crying out to God. You know, because of his affliction, crying out to God in the in the deep, in the missing, in the in some of that part of the chapter, he called it, it was like being in the the bottom of the mountain, <laughs> with the earth and the bars are all around me. You know, you know, he said it was like that. He said that he would have fainted if the Lord hadn't remembered him. He, in other words, he would have given up if God hadn't remember remember him. You know, but then he began he began to remember the different things that God has already do, and that's something that's why I say people say that praise is the best weapon you can have when you're going through some some stuff you're going through some going through you know to get in a place where you just begin to worship God no no matter what or to worship God then you're gonna feel hurt or you're gonna feel cry, especially if somebody hurt you or especially if somebody did something to you or um, maybe you might be going through some pain or, or some suffering. Or you might be going through some illness or sickness or even death in your family. But you got to understand that if you can praise your way through that, you're going to be okay. In other words, what you're saying to God, God, I know that I belong to you. I know that I've been bought with a price. And if and if you brought me, did it before, you can do it now. You can bring me through this belly of the of the fish. You can bring me through this season of going through the fish, regardless of whether it was my fault and I brought it on by myself, you know, and stuff like that. But now I'm repenting and I'm laying prostrate before you. I'm asking for your forgiveness, God, so that I might go forth and be and do that which you have called us to do, you know. That what you call us to do, and 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 in the end of chapter two, we read that uh, that in verse verse ten it said, and the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. The Lord spake to the fish. What does that mean? You know, because fish. You know, none of us think a fish is but a fish can speak. But God can, if God can make a donkey talk, he can make a fish listen. You know, so what does that mean for us? Even with that voice, no matter the circumstance, no matter what's going on, no matter the trial, no matter the tribulation, God can speak to that very thing, and it got to listen. You know, oh, man, that's something right there. God can speak to wherever you are, and it got to take heed to it and stuff like that. It got to come together. It got to be complete. It got to be finished. Even the enemy got to respect when God speaks. He he has no choice. 
You know, he had no choice. That when God speaks, he got to listen. You know, he can't keep on doing the same. They can't keep on attacking you. He got to listen, you know. And, he, and when he listened, he said, yes, Lord. You know, everything, when God speaks, even when he created everything in, the, in, the, in Genesis and everything, he said it is, it is, it is, it is, it is good, you know. When he created and he spoke and everything and it became and it was, it is good. So when God speaks, man, we want, you know, I had a while back, I, I had talked um, about, is God still calling you, your name? We want him to be continue to call our name. We want him to continue to call us no matter where we are, especially if we have gone astray or if we backslided, especially if we have fallen down. One of the worst things, God, don't take your presence away from me. So here's Jonah in, the, in this belly of the fish. And God hears him. God already had a plan, but he had to get Jonah to a place that he was, you know, uh, uh, broken and stuff like that. That he didn't know whether he would live or die, but he had faith that he would be able to see the temple again. You know, so he had to get Jonah. Some of us, sometimes we got to go through some things, you know, in order for us to go further in him, we have to die. There's a sacrifice. There's a dying within us that has to take place. You know, there's a dying within us that has to take a dying of old things and dying of, of things that, that that's not pleasing, that that's not pleasing to God. Amen. Those things that have to take place. Now, I want to go ahead and um, look at, um, excuse me for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's a sneeze, y'all. I want to go ahead and look at chapter three. Okay. And this is what it said. This is what after the, the, the fish spit out Jonah onto dry land. And, okay, and then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, y'all, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto, and preach unto it, the preaching that I've been in. In other words, Jonah, go do what I told you to do. God told uh, 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 Jonah a second time. I don't know how many times that God uh, spoke to somebody a second time, you know, in the Bible, but he, he spoke to him a second time. He said, Rise, go unto Nimina, that great city, and preach unto it. The preach, preaching I bid thee. Nothing but the preaching I told you to preach. The word. Give them the word that I have given you, the word that I have put in your belly to pronounce to them and to tell them and everything what's going to happen. You know, and um, and, uh, <laughs> and you think by now that Jonah would have learned that lesson and stuff like that, no doubt. You know, um, to go into the city and preach. And that's what he's called all, all of us to do, you know, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. It's not about who's in a pulpit or who's a pastor or who's a, an apostle. None of those, all those titles are good and everything. But he's called all of us to preach the good news, man. You know, to tell someone, you know, whether it's we go through this broadcast and everything, tell someone about Jesus Christ. It's not, look, it's not just for those that are saved, but this is for the unsaved. This is for the for the uh, uh, the, the the Muslims and anybody else that's out there that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Verse three says, "So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord." You know, he said he went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. In other words, he he didn't hesitate. 
when I'm, I'm looking at it, I don't believe he hesitated. I don't believe he procrastinated. I don't believe he did anything. I think when he got out of that fish, he was glad to get out. And whatever God said to do, he was willing because in the back of his mind was the whole fish testimony. <laughs> that was a testimony. That was motivation. Okay, okay I don't want to be back in the belly of the fish. I don't want God to be upset with me. Even though I don't want to go, I'm going forth because he said to go. The Bible says, so Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now, Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. Where, and when I began to do the research, that means that this 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 city was so big, it would take three days just to go from one end to the other. That's a big city. And it says, and Jonah began to enter into a city, that, into the city, a day's journey. And he cried and said, get 40 days and Nimrod shall be overthrown. As soon as he hit the city got into the city, he began to cry unto the Lord. There was a special, I believe there was a special anointing that would take place because he 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 started immediately, you know. <laughs> he started uh, 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 being uh, prophetic and telling people what was going to happen, you know, in, uh, uh, in 40 days. He began. So, look, check out verse 5. So, the people of Nimna believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. He said the people of Nimrod believe God. The people of Nimrod are Assyrians believe God. Nimrod was the capital of the Assyrian Empire, and, and, and they believe God. Isn't that amazing? When Jonah opened up his mouth and the word of God that God had given him to preach and everything, he came forth and stuff like that. The people believe God. You know, there's something about the unadulterated, uh, 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 pure word of God when it comes forward and everything. It's going to prick your heart. It's going to create a change in you if you're listening. So in order for them to receive the word, they had to be willing to listen. They had to be willing to receive, to listen and then apply to their heart to the point where they believed God. Listen, they knew who God was. They knew that he was the God of Israel. They knew that he was the, the God of the Jews and the Israelites. They knew the things that he had did for the people of Israel and stuff. They, they knew the many battles that he had won. They knew that he had, that he had brought them from Egypt and across the Red Sea. They knew that he had, they had fed the manna. So they knew who God was. You know, isn't that amazing and stuff like that? So when the word of God come, they was, look, y'all, they was in that same predicament of men when the boat was. All of a sudden, they, oh, this is the true God. This is the living God. All of a sudden, because Jonah went forth, you know, you know, who is waiting, who is waiting on a word of God that comes directly from you, that comes, that's coming from you? Who's waiting on you? You know, who has God told you to speak life into and not death? Who has God told you to go to the hospitals and lay hands on and stuff like that? Who's God told you to go to the prison system? Who's God told you to either, not just stand in the, but go to the places where they're hungry, on the street corners and everything and speak into them? Who have God told you to go and speak to? What country, you know, you were talking about missionaries. What country has he told you to go into? Everybody ain't, ain't, ain't meant to be here in the United States. Some of us are meant to be missionaries and, and all the kind of start churches in different countries. Some of us are meant to go to churches that's already established, even in Africa and some of the other countries, and bring the true unadulterated, unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ to them. 
you know, to, to teach them about um, those things that are witchcraft and to to take those things out of the gospel and stuff. Because some people, some of the things I've seen um, in some of those countries, man, are, the doctrine is not sound. They would want to worship God, but they didn't, add, they didn't add witchcraft to it, even here in the United States. So whose church is God telling you to go and knock on and speak? You know, and because it's a big church or because uh, the, 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 there's an apostle and a bishop there, you know, you know, who is God telling you to go and warn? And, you know, you, and God, look, don't get me wrong, God does everything in decency and order. So but who is he speaking to you to go to give a message to? Who is he speaking to to go and write that book and everything? You know, and that book that's going to um, be on the, on the nation's bestseller, that's going to change lives, that's going to teach people how to pray and how to be uh, better stewards of the things that God. Who is that that God is speaking to right now? Who is he going to t- tell people about their finances and that God has got the we should be the lenders and not the borrower? Another where we should be um, financially sound. God, that you know, because we belong to a king. Who is he speaking to right now? You know, who is he speaking to? So Jonah began to enter the city a day's journey and he cried and said, Yet and said, Yet for yet forty days and never to be over. So who needs a warning? Who know, who needs a warning that a tsunami is about to come into the land or an earthquake? Who needs a warning right now, right now that a tornado is about to hit the East Coast that's going to cause a major death? Who needs a warning right now that the, even our, our elected officials, officials have turned away from God so much that God is sending a tsunami, a storm to overthrow them? Who needs a warning? What country? Whether it be the United States or China or Russia or Egypt, what country? Right now needs to be needs to be repent and everything of the things that they have done and 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 they, they hurt the people of God but hurt their own people they cause um, um, the poor of uh, the hurt and all that. what what person needs to repent for things that they did in their life or doing in their life that are causing hurt harm you know who is God speaking to to the people of Nimrod believe God and proclaim their fast. You know, to proclaim a fast. You know, in other words, they stopped eating. They proclaimed a fast and they put on sackcloth. In other words, they became in a place of humility and they humbled themselves before Almighty God. From the great, the Bible says, from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. That means everybody. You know, no matter how, whether they was rich or whether they was poor, you know, whether they were, was healthy or whether they were sick. You know, from the greatest of them, even to the least, least of them. And then it says, verse 6 says, that for the word came unto the king of Nimrod. So the word came even to the leadership, the established leadership of the time and stuff like that. The word came, it went to the people first, but then it got to the king. It got to the king. And so the word came to the king of Nineveh, and he rose from his throne, and he laid his robe from he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. He did the same thing that he saw the people doing. Oh my God. And stuff like that, because the word of God came forth like a two edged sword and stuff with a warning. Hey, I'm gonna destroy you in forty days. This great city, you what you see now, I'm gonna destroy everything. You know, maybe they had heard about what had taken place with Sodom and Gomorrah and stuff like that. I don't know. But 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 they but look at this the king, y'all. 
That means that means for us, there's hope for our leadership. There's even hope for Donald Trump and all the things that he might have done or said. There's hope for them. There's hope for our elected officials and, and congressmen. There's hope, y'all. But they gotta repent. There's a repentance that have to take pl- take place right now. The city of Nineveh, the the Asian Assyrian Empire, began to to repent to to the all living God. They was they became godly sorrow. These were signs of being godly sorry before the God. He came off his king and never came off his own throne. A throne. He said about to he arose from his throne. Nevertheless, he realized that the only throne that really mattered was the throne of an Almighty God. The only throne that really mattered was the throne of an Almighty God. But where it came to the king of Nimrod, he arose from his throne and he laid his robe from him. He took a, and covered him, him with sackcloth and set in the ashes. He did what the people did. He ashes and a sackcloth, you know, for being godless and presented himself. He as a leader, y'all did this, did these very things, you know. And and and, and But he wasn't finished. Verse 7 said, and, and he caused it to be claimed and published throughout through through Nimina by the decree of the king and his nobles saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. Look, he covered all the, he made a decree, y'all, that nobody was going to eat. <laughs> nobody was going to drink and everything. And so so he took it another level because he made it a decree because they wanted to put themselves before God because they didn't want to be destroyed. You know, they did not want to be destroyed. Who is God speaking to right now that have done some horrible things in their life? But there's life for you because God does not want you to be destroyed. The purpose of Christ coming onto this world so that the people in this world will not be destroyed, that you have a choice to choose him and live. You know, you have a choice today to choose God, to choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But you don't have to go through the sin because why? He's already forgiven you. It's just receiving him into your heart. It's confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. That's just that simple. That's your sacrament. That's your ashes right there. And you begin to lay prostrate before him. It said and he caused it to be proclaimed and published the all nimina by decree of the king and his nobles saying, Let neither man nor beast herd nor flock taste anything, let them not feed nor drink water. Look, I wanna talk, we're almost out of time, but I wanna go back to something. You know, when it says the king and his nobles. This number is this this all the leadership. All those that was in position of authority did the same thing and went and agreed with the king in agreement. There was a unity between the leadership, you know, of the time and also the people. The people and the leadership, y'all, was on one accord. Come on, somebody. When the leadership and the people and everything and the people get on one accord with the plan of God, something take place. I believe that, that it, it just got to happen. Because God had to take notice when they proclaimed affairs and when they was in ashes and, 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 and sackcloth. I believe that God saw this and it's like, mm, look at them. You know, but Jonah didn't want none of that to happen. Of course, we can talk about that later. But, you know, they was the leaders, everybody was on one accord. You know, in repentance of, to, the, to the God that they knew exists. 
they knew exist. I don't know whether Jonah said anything other than that, you know, but I believe that there was such a great um, anointing upon him, a great upon him, that there was a great outcry that when they heard it and everything, they instantaneously began to repent, you know, even to the king, you know, even to the nobles, nobody was left out. Nobody was left out, you know, but a great point. And that's what we need to be in our relationship with Jesus Christ. God, help us, God, to be in that place that no matter what, we always come right to the throne of you, Lord Jesus. No matter what, God, we always come to your throne, Lord Jesus, and begin to repent and begin to give us that you will come into our life and, and have your way into us. Have your way in our life. You know, have your way. And, so, and then it says, that verse 8 says, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. This is the king still talking. And yet, man and beast. Let, let, check it out. He said, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mighty unto God. Hallelujah. Yea, let them turn everyone from its evil way and from the violence that is in hand and from the violence that is in hand. Nothing worse. These are people right here. This is what they're talking about seeing the hand right now on the wall and they took it serious. When there's a word that comes through in your life, wherever you might be, you better take it serious because God is speaking. You know, if there, if there be a warning, will there be an encouragement, will there be a, a, a lifting up, will there be a changing of the God, whether he's calling you the pastor, whether he's calling you to be an apostle, whether he's calling you to be a bishop, whether he, uh, whatever he's calling you to be, you know, God is not short on his promise. You know, he's not short of the problem. He said, but let every man, the king said, the king is serious. The king of to said, let every man and beast, even the beast was covered with sackcloth. Oh, Lord, even the beast oh, were covered with sackcloth. And they, they said, cry mighty unto God. He made a decree and cry mighty unto God. Not with the small G, but with the big G. Not with the S, as in God, but with one God. He said, cry mighty unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil ways. Let them turn everyone from his evil ways. God is calling a repentance, and he's sending his prophets, and he's sending those that are here appointed and ordained for such a time as this to do this. And the thing that for us that are called to do today, we can't be weary and well-doing. We can't look at them in judgment. And because that they don't do things a certain way in judgment and, and judge them, and everything, so we figure that we don't want to tell them. We can't look at them because they are in, in relationship with an ungodly relationship and stuff, and, and judgment, and because they're, they're like that, and God has given us a word for them, but we don't want to tell them because we don't want to have anything to do. We can't. You know, we can't look at the those that are atheists and stuff like that and turn our nose at them. You know, we can't, y'all. We we can't. We can't. We gotta speak the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. We gotta know them what the word of, let them know what the word of God. Why? Because God loves them and everything like like that. You know, God don't love the sin, but He loves them. So I hope I hold I hold approach towards them or anyone. You know, 
um, has to be different. We, even even the, the person that is living that's living adultery, you know, into adultery, whether they be a, the preacher, the priest, the priest, or just somebody that's in the church, we gotta approach them from a from a perspective of God's love, you know, bring correction from a perspective of God's love to bring them to the repentance, you know. We gotta speak like that, and that's where we are. He said, it says. He said, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way, from the violence that is in their hands, from the violence that is in their hands. You know, like I said earlier, it's up in the uh, couple of uh, uh, broadcasts before, before they, they were considered to be very serious, man. They were some evil people. They created ways to torture. And they created ways to go into different um, towns and cities and kill off everything and take everything. They were, they were seriously violence. That's what they represent. You know? But here, they said, let everyone tear from their evil way and the violence that's in their hands. In other words, you've been creating violence. We look, we, 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 we live prostrate now. We in, in the sackcloth now. We got ashes going on right now. Even our beasts got the same thing going on right now. We want to repent to God. Verse 9 says, who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away his fierce anger that we perish not? Oh, man. So who can tell? Look, they weren't willing to take the risk of anything. Look, we're going to do this because we don't know. Maybe he will, he will come and won't do exactly, allow us to perish. But we're going to return and repent. We're going to stop what we're doing and repent. <laughs> you know, we're going to turn in the opposite direction towards a God, you know, that made the heaven and the earth and repent. In other words, don't do it again, you know, and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not. They didn't want to perish. The same people, the same men that was on the uh, mariners that was on the boat didn't want to perish, you know. So they began to pray unto Jonah's God too. Didn't want to perish, man. You know, this is awesome, y'all. And then verse 10 says, and God saw, hallelujah, God saw their works, that they turned from their evil ways, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. God saw their works. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? God saw their works. God saw their prayers, y'all. God saw their worship and everything, their reverence to him. And sometimes I wonder how the, in the church how we lost our reverence to God. God saw their, their, their works and turned from their evil. They turned from their evil ways and repented of the evil. Like he got repented of the evil that he said he didn't do. You know, we can stop uh, all kinds of chaos that go up coming forth by what we do next. You know, there's a chance for us to stop all kinds of chaos by what we do next. You know, it is. It, we can stop it. You know, we can we can tell the storm peace be still. You know, we can tell that. Jesus said, we, if you have the faith of the muscle, you'll be able to move mountains. You'll be able to move things around. We can do it. You know, under the anointing, under the, the unction of the Holy Spirit, it can be done. It can be done. We can, we can start. Look, I, I, I'm not, I think if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Moses stopped a, 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 a killing that was taking place in the children of Israel when he told Aaron, say, hold up the scepter. <laughs> we can stop it. We can do that, man. We, because we belong to God, and we, if, if, if we repent of these things, God hears us. 
He hears the prayers of his 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 people, but he hears the prayers of a sinner too. He hears our cry, you know. And he knows whether somebody means it or not. He knows they just if they just going through emotion. I believe right here, these people were not wanting emotion. They saw death. They saw destruction, and it was like, okay, God, we want to live, and we don't want to die. Help us do this. Help us do this. It's that God saw their works, and they turned from the evil ways. And God repented of the evil that he said he would do unto them, and he did it not. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. We're going to end there. We're just not going to be a long um, broadcast, but I pray that this has blessed you, man. Stay encouraged. Yeah, I know that God loves you. Please, please seek after him, you know, and stuff like that. Please seek after him. But God loves y'all, man. He does. He loves all of us, you know. He does. He loves all of us. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the broadcast. We thank you for just being obedient, God. And I I just give myself to you and pray that you would continue to have your way in my life and in this broadcast life, God. Uh, God, bring me closer. Bring all of us closer to you, Lord Jesus. Bring us closer to you, Jesus. You know the prayers of those that are listening to the prayer. You know their private prayers that don't want us to know about the suffering you and them, God. We pray that you will come and meet them, God. God, show them your will and your way, God. Wrap your arms around them. Kiss them on the forehead, God. And remind them that they have been bought with a price, God. We pray that there will be someone that don't know you, God. You will begin to tug at their heart, Lord Jesus. Knock on their door, Lord Jesus. Don't, don't, don't kill them, Lord Jesus, but give them an opportunity, God, to get to know you better if there be anyone that have backslided, God. We even pray for the backslider. For you said that you're married to the backslider, God. We pray for every pastor, every apostle, every preacher, every bishop, God, every evangelist, every prophet, God, who every all of the fivefold ministries all around the world, not just in the United States, God, that you will bring a great awakening, Lord Jesus. We continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord. But you said so, God, Lord Jesus. We pray that you will bless them, God, and show them yourself, Lord Jesus. We pray, God, for all the countries, the United States, every country, God, that are going through major turmoil. God, we know that the enemy is raving, um, um, raging like a roaring lion, Lord Jesus. But we know in whom we believe, Lord Jesus. We know, like da- like Daniel, Lord Jesus, that he can't do nothing if his mouth is closed. So, God, we pray for your will to be done. We pray that you would give us strength, God, to endure hardship as a good soldier, God. We pray, Lord, just that when temptations and trials come, that we will be stronger because we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That we will remember, Lord Jesus, that you are with us and you promised must never to leave us, God, that we will hold on no matter what. So, God, we give this prayer to you. We thank you in advance, Lord Jesus. Remember your people. Restore the joy of your people, God. We are restored those that have weeping, have lost loved ones. Restore those, God, that has given up hope, Lord Jesus. There's anyone, Lord Jesus, that might be thinking about doing harm to themselves or to someone else. Lord Jesus, we pray, God, that you will send a ministering spirit to stop them in their track, to show them a more excellent way, Lord Jesus. For every situation, schools and all the shootings that's going on, God, there seems to be nobody. There seems to be a lack of uh, understanding about life, Lord Jesus. There seems to be a lack of. Uh, 
to take a life for granted, God. We pray against this demonic spirit that is operating like this, God. This demonic spirit of hate and everything, whether it be because of the color of your skin or because of the skin or because of, we don't believe this thing, God. This this spirit, Lord Jesus, that is running rapid into the earth, God, we pray against it and pray, Lord Jesus, that you will put armor bearers and that you will put forth intercessors, God, to pray against those things, God, even in every school, God, that our intercessors, God, may be appoint themselves as innocent for a particular school, Lord Jesus, to pray for safety of every class, from every teacher that comes in, every student that comes in, God, all across the United States, God, we pray for this, even within the synagogues, God, even within the Muslim community, Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord Jesus, even for them, God, for you, said for us to do so, God, that your spirit may protect that was life, Lord Jesus, that you might bring them into all of us into right relationship with you. That's what we want to do, God. We want to be in right relationship with you, Jesus. Allow us, teach us, God, mold us, God, show us how to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, God. Lord, show us how to turn out the cheek, Lord Jesus, but at the same time be strong and, and powerful in you. Show us, Jesus, you know, that we don't have to murder anyone by by what we say or what we do, you know, or our actions, God. But we do have to love on them, Lord Jesus. Show us and teach us how to love, Lord Jesus. For truly, God, that we're living at the end of days and the, and the world has turned more to them and many become more lovers of themselves and more lovers of their own flesh. So we pray today, God, that we, Lord Jesus, will seek after the things of you. We need you, Holy Spirit, to come with all your might and your glory, God. We can't do this all by ourselves. Every time we try, we fail. So we need you today, Holy Spirit. Thank you in advance for all that you're doing in our life, God. Continue, God, to allow us to be clay in your hand, that you will mold us and make us into that which you've established. We do pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Again, y'all, this has been Friday Night Joy. I'm Reverend Ray. This is the series has been the Journey series. This is part three. I encourage you to go back and listen to part one and part two. You know, um, what we will probably do, we probably won't get back to this uh, part four, the last one, until next Friday, I believe. So y'all be encouraged to know that God loves you, and I love you too. Um, please check out our website, com. You can listen to us again on the different platforms. In fact, we probably play the different platforms so you will know what they are. Amen. But we are grateful to God. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful to God because God sees us where we are, you know. And he began to help us and to teach us and to show us a, a great thing that's in our life. I'm 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 glad that he has changed my life. Amen. So yeah, um let me let's do this and uh we'll be out of here, okay? God bless you. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington D C metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com, all of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, 
and blogtalkradio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free. 